dude, you lived in a van for months. And yeah. This was this was a choice. Yep. Seven months made. in a van. So you, being from Minnesota, <laughs> I can imagine it's even crazier for my friends who who don't live on the West Coast. So what was the realization that you had? Or was that kind of aha moment then where it was like, you know what, positive thinking might not be the ticket to this. So the first moment for me to get out of kind of that autopilot was actually starting to meditate. I had a friend who would hunt and they, you know, you sit there in a blind for four hours. That sounded horrible to me. But looking back, it's because I didn't want to spend that time in my own thoughts. I wanted to distract myself with other things. I told myself, oh, well, I'm getting better. I've got podcasts. I've got these different things but really I needed to spend that time with myself. All right, all right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the King's Council Podcast. And man, I'm super excited today to really dive into a dude that's, you know, been a part of the King's Council. He's become a buddy of mine as of late. One that I know you guys are really going to get behind with this movement that he's got here called the Gratitude Movement. Mr. Daniel Hack, welcome to the show, brother. Thanks for having me. Super excited for our conversation. Yeah, man. I'm actually so stoked about this. We're in sunny San Diego here Tuesday morning. It is, right? We're about to dive into one of our leadership development days that Daniel's a part of the upper room within the King's Council. But we thought, man, how great would it be just to get to know Daniel a little bit more for everybody within, you know, just the the tribe and all of our listeners within the King's Council podcast, just to know more about him and then really his mission, the movement that he's on here with being able to see through a lens of gratitude. So Daniel, give us a little background on yourself, man. I know you're, you're not you're not originally from California here, but take us back to like young Daniel, Daniel's son, and uh, lead us up to just, you know, where you are today and this mission or this movement that you're on here with uh, gratitude. Definitely. So I grew up in Seattle, born and raised right next to the University of Washington there, and went to, to high school, the closest school to University of Washington, then ended up at Western Washington University. But I love activities and being outside and doing different things. And so San Diego really had, had my heart. I visited here with my cousins living down here. And so I knew that I would end up in San Diego. And so after college, I ended up actually just graduating early and moving right down here. Right on, man. And the sunshine didn't have anything to do with it, I imagine. It had anyth- everything to do with it. When people <laughs> ask if I'm outside, I just look up and say, this is why I moved here. Right. I love it, dude. Uh, that's funny because Scott and I, when we, we flew in yesterday and we're like, man, we really love the weather, but you know, we've been coming in here like every month for the last few months. And we're like, I don't, I'm not really going to miss that flight coming, you know, all the way from Minnesota every single time, but definitely going to miss the weather coming in and out of here so much. But anyways, man, tell me a little bit about, you know, so how long ago was it that you moved? That was 2011. 2011. So what you moved here and then let's get into just more of like your story, man, and the movement that you're on now with seeing a lens of gratitude. Definitely. So with what we're doing now, I'll just start with that and then kind of go back to the origin. So we champion mental health with empowering sunglasses and it'll eventually be empowering products. So we do that. The sunglasses are a reminder to live life through a lens of gratitude. So on one arm, it says live life through a lens of gratitude and the other arm, it says make it a great day. My dad used to say, we don't have control over everything that happens, but we do have control over how we respond to it. 
instead of having a great day, which is letting the day come to you, making it a great day is actually taking the control back of what our day ends up like. And so we have that control to make it a great day. So that was something that was really instilled in me in an early age. And actually my dad passed in 2010. He had, uh, after his third bout with depression, he took his life. And so we have our social impact arm that is for each pair of sunglasses that we give away or that are purchased, we give away a pair to someone who's lost a family member to suicide, but then we also give them resources. So the the main thing for us is that I really wanted to have that one-on-one relationship with someone who has lost a family member, who was in that position that I was in, in full transparency. For 10 years of my life, I just lived surface level. So you ask what it was like when I moved down to San Diego. My defense mechanism was keeping myself busy in an autopilot. And then also part of it was actually positivity. It was, I wouldn't actually process the loss and I would just find the silver lining in in everything. But really it was inauthentic in some ways because I wasn't actually processing the way I was feeling. Mm, Man, so your pops passed in 2010 and then you moved down here to San Diego. Okay, you said you just kind of live in life surface level. And I think a lot of people are operating in that aspect, trying to find that silver lining or just trying to think positive. And as much as we try to think positive, you know, I'm a a firm believer that we want to be optimistic in all situations, but oftentimes life, dude, life can suck at times, right? And it's hard to remain positive. So what was the realization that you had, or was that kind of aha moment then where it was like, you know what, positive thinking might not be the ticket to this, but what was that like, that aha moment, we'll call it, that that triggered that for you? So the first moment for me to get out of kind of that autopilot was actually starting to meditate. So what happens is, is if we're just in that like autopilot, continuing to do the same thing, living surface level, I didn't know I was doing that. So that's the thing that I speak to people on is that you may, we may not even fully understand that. I had a roommate who talked to me later about this, but he said, I noticed how you would take two minute showers and you'd have a podcast on or be on the phone call up until the shower. And then you jump right on right after. And I didn't even realize that, but I didn't want to be alone with myself. I had a friend who would hunt and they, you know, you sit there in a blind for four hours. That sounded horrible to me, but looking back, it's because I didn't want to spend that time in my own thoughts. I wanted to distract myself with other things. I told myself, oh, well, I'm getting better. I've got podcasts. I've got these different things, but really I needed to spend that time with myself. And mm-hmm. so what I once I started to meditate, what's called metacognition, which is thinking about your thoughts, I then saw that I was living for other people's affirmation. I was living out of alignment. I was wanting to fill up a really a void in my life, which was left by my dad. And actually a relationship uh, with God is what actually came from my period of self-reflection. So I saw that I was living out of alignment. I saw I was living for other people's validation. I had I was the most successful rep at our, our company doing sales. I had a loft condo downtown, a glass ping pong table. I was really trying to impress people. I used to correct people when they said apartment, I would correct them to a condo because I wanted them to know that I owned it sure. because I needed that validation, which is sad to think about now, but it is the truth. And so what I did is I actually had a what I call a pattern disrupt now is I had to get out of that environment and out of that same thinking and the same really environment there. And so I actually lived in a van for seven months. I said, how can I impress people, impress girls or other people if I'm living in a van? 
And so during that time, it was really a period of self-reflection. Uh, and I actually connected with Steve Weatherford's podcast through that time, which what I've found is that God speaks to me. One of my top five for the strength finders is I'm a learner. So he speaks to me through books and podcasts. That's, that's the way he gets to me. Sure. And so I followed Steve initially for his Armageddon workout, but then he started to post more, post more and really engage with him. And I've, I listened to the first podcast all the way through and he had a, a guest on there, Rex Crane, which was the first person where he had really brought someone instead of just business, he brought faith into it. And through that podcast, I sent it to a friend because it's God will speak to me sometimes, but then I don't listen. And I think it's for other people. And she ended up going to C3. And then actually that Sunday, they announced that the following Sunday, Rex Crane speaking. So I was like, okay, I, there's right, no coincidence right. there. So I ended up coming to C3, connecting with my faith and really reconnecting with a relationship there, which was something that I was missing. But, but during that time, I just continued to grow and be with myself and then be also surrounded by people because you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Yeah. So I was spending time with God. I was spending time listening to Ed Milet and Steve Weatherford and all of these people. So I was really refining um, a mindset of vulnerability. Like Steve's so amazing at, at being vulnerable. He really showed me that masculinity is vulnerability. So through that, I continued to grow and then it's interesting that the actual convergence of how I went from this period of self-reflection to actually finding my purpose with gratitude was the convergence of three points. It was, I help athletic teams raise money. And so I'd lost a sale to a football program who decided to work with somebody because of blender sunglasses. They were giving them away. So I had sunglasses I was looking for people to partner with. Then I'd seen the difference that you know, Awaken Church, which then C3, that podcast through Steve's content, a number of other content and books we're making in my life. If I'm in front of 20,000 students, I want to give the gifts that I've been given. So I was looking for ways to transition from helping them raise money to like just giving them one small point. But what happened was, is I tried it, there was not a smooth transition. Uh, and the last was actually, again, working through Steve, he had a guy named Nick Santanastasso on there. He has hand heart syndrome. So he has no legs, one arm and one finger, but he is the most positive, optimistic person you'd ever hear. And he talked about how he's so grateful to be born a human, to be born at the time that, that he was, because if he was born in the Roman times, they may have thrown him off the cliff. Right. To be born to his parents who taught him really the figure it out muscle. And he said this thing that, that really was the convergence that, that brought about the idea. He said, the world would be a better place if everyone lived life through a lens of gratitude. So at that moment, I was like, I'm going to start a sunglasses company called Gratitude Lenses to help facilitate and be a reminder to live life through a lens of gratitude. I love it, dude. So I've been writing notes as he's talking here because there's so much that I want to go back on and unpack here, bro, because we're going to get into gratitude. But dude, you lived in a van for months. Yeah. This was, this was a choice. Yep, that seven months in a van. So you, being from Minnesota, I can imagine <laughs> it's even crazier for my friends who, who don't live on the West Coast. I uh, didn't see that, but yeah. That's hilarious. It, it, actually, this morning, so our hotel is like right on, on the, the water here. And then this morning I get out and I'm just like counting the vans alongside of the road. So I can actually envision that now. But you, so you owned your condo. Did you sell the condo? Rented it out during that rented time. Rented it out. So I had, if I needed to pull the ripcord, it sure. was like short-term corporate rentals. So it was like two months, three months. So the first one was like a three-month commitment. So I, I was 
I still had an exit strategy sure. in case it didn't work. Nice. I love it, dude. So w- during that time, you'd mentioned that uh, a pattern disrupt, which I think is so epic because, uh, you know, I, I do a lot of those when I'm, I'm like in a funk and we, we teach our, our clients to do those as well of, you know, just changing your environment or your motion can certainly create your emotion. So when you did that, went and lived in the van, was it a lot of podcasts, a lot of reading books, or what was it that you, were you working still at the time? Yep. So you're getting up. I did three things. Went to dog parks, played beach volleyball, and listened to podcasts. Because reading was a little different uh, in the van. I could, but but it was more podcasts because I was driving everywhere. Yeah. So I know all of our dog lovers are going to ask then, so you had a dog or you just went to dog parks? No, I have a dog. And so I had it set up with AC in there. And so Jackson actually loved it because he was with me all the time. And it was one of the things that being in sales and outside sales at the time, I was driving around throughout the county, so he'd be alone during the day. I'd have someone come take him out midday, but I always felt like I wanted to spend more time with him and be able to take him to places. But I mean, we did the second month there, I did uh, 30 days of sunrise. So I took a picture each day for sunrise. So we were either at Del Mar Dog Beach or Kate Sessions Park or a bunch of different places. So nice. he loved that aspect. He doesn't like the moving of the car. He, right. he like shoots down into the dry or the passenger side where the feet are. So when <laughs> if there's actually someone there, that can get a little cramped, but that's his spot because he feels a little more safe. I love it. So you still have Jackson? Oh, yeah. yeah. What, what kind of dog? Because if I don't ask, my wife's going to yell at me. So I've got to ask what kind of dog it is. He's a boxer mix. Oh, okay. So uh, right he's on. a rescue. But I like to say he's a, a combination of all of the best breeds all into one. So he's arguably perfect. But right. you know that's a biased opinion. Yeah. Well, you look through a, a lens of gratitude. So I could see that. Exactly. <laughs> awesome, brother. So you're living in this van, which by the way, this is what, three, four years ago? When is this? 2018 to 2019. Yeah, so, okay. Yep. Right on. So not that long ago at all. And that's when, it, it is, that is when you actually had this, you were listening to the podcast with Nick. What, what's his last name again? I can't even. Santa Nastasso. Santa Nastasso. I, I see it spelled out. Yeah. I, I, awesome. So was that when you had actually heard that podcast? And that's when the yep, vision It was right was. there at the end of it. Perfect. Perfect, man. And then what, dude? You mentioned blender, sunglasses, and there's other companies out there that, you know, somewhat do a version of what you do. I know Tom's shoes is like buy a pair, give a pair. So you've got a similar concept where, you know, each pair you're able to give a pair. But what I love most is the resources that you're able to help support. But before we even get into that, dude, let's talk about what your resources are actually about. And a lot of it kind of stems back to your father and his passing, right? Can you just elaborate on that a little bit for us? Definitely. And this is something I drilled into is, is, you know, we do this activity called the why identity where you keep asking yourself why, why, why. Then what I found is that I want, there's two people that we serve. We have the people who are buying the sunglasses and the people who are receiving the sunglasses. And essentially what it is, is I want to be able to serve my previous self and give the resources because it took me 10 years to go talk to a therapist. It was actually Andy Minio on one of Steve's, what were the morning? The Mighty 300. The Mighty 300 calls. Yeah. He said, going to therapy is like getting a PhD in yourself. And once he said that, I was like, okay, fine, I'll go. People have been saying it, it for years, but it really did help. But what happened was, is I, I did that surface level thing. I didn't have the resources. I didn't, I knew what I was supposed to do, but I didn't go and do it. So I wanted to be able to help facilitate that in other people. 
but also give them the hope. So it's it's that. And but then the other side of it is also empowering people that they have the choice to choose gratitude so that we can look at life through a different lens. And our goal is really to eradicate depression and mental illness. I mean, it's a large goal and we're going to do everything, a large vision that we can, but to really give those resources. And I think one of the key aspects to resources is a community. I think we've seen that with King's Council. We've seen that with the people we surround ourselves with is it's not a knowledge issue that we're in in today's day and age. It is an adoption and environment. So how can we help facilitate people knowing? Because there is about, you know, anywhere from 10 to 15 different ways that you could utilize to really process loss, to go through something like that, to help really lift somebody up during that time. But how do we get somebody to actually do that? Mm-hmm. And so my thought was initially we we're like, we we're going to give back to a nonprofit. Well, instead of that, why don't we give back the sunglasses? Because then we have a direct relationship with that person and we can bring them into an ecosystem. So what we want to do is gratitude. I think of it almost like a century. We're like we're going out instead of re- going to a therapist or a therapist receiving a like request to see them is almost re- reactive in a way because they're saying, hey, I need help. Right. What about the people who aren't asking for help? Who's going to them? How are we reaching them? So we wanted to make it so that we're going out into culture, into really our community, making cool sunglasses, making it so that people will have a real conversation, but then also reaching people so that we can bring them into the ecosystem and give them what they need. I love it, man. So it's, yeah, I, I think you hit it on the head. So many people need help. They just don't necessarily, and sometimes it takes people rock bottom before they actually will will reach out and, and request help, right? But for some, it's just, they're just wandering and, and don't necessarily know. So I love what you said about a community of like creating the environment or the culture where it's okay to ask for help or uh, just being around people that are seeing other people ask for that help. So what type of community is it or how do people know uh, is it like an online group are you you doing meetups or tell us a little bit about this community definitely so right now we one of my favorite quotes is start small think big scale fast Um, so we wanted to start really in san diego so we did in-person events we do them once a month so really to, to facilitate that community then what we're doing is we're actually launching through something that, that we connected on through this awesome app called Mighty Networks, where we're launching an online community so that we can reach people throughout the nation and really engage with them. So through that, we'll be able to have monthly Zoom calls, be able to connect with people through that way, and really just facilitate those relationships between people so that we can give them the resources so that we can let them know that they're not alone. And one of the things that we want to do is continue to tell people's stories. So I just had a friend who talked about how exercise was, it was a big thing. She'd always dealt with anxiety and depression stemming from a few different things, but she had like this amazing story, which she isn't the most comfortable public speaking. So we're figuring out how I can tell her story in a place where she's comfortable but she was comfortable sharing it with me. And it was the most amazing way that she talked about how exercise, how who she surrounded herself with through a number of different aspects were really what helped her get off of the medications that she didn't need to have that crutch, which some people do need those medications sure. and some people don't really. It's, it's a case by case basis. But for her to tell that story, 
it then gives hope to other people. So we want to really continue to champion other people's stories so that it can give hope to those people who are processing that loss or those people who just need that. Right. And then we have what's called a book of hope that really helps people process and go through their emotions from fear, guilt, shame, worry, to joy, gratitude, and a number of different as- aspects so that they then have activities and then we're coming out with a journal where they can then dive deeper because really we just want to continue to give the resources because we have two different things that we give. We have reminders, which are like sunglasses, some other things, and then facilitators, which really impact and make the difference. Right. I love it, man. One thing that you mentioned a few minutes ago was this wide identity. Is that something, elaborate on that a little bit because I love it because I think a lot of us struggle with our identity and you know who we are as as a man or as a woman but i love this take on it explain what you mean by why identity so why identity is really keeping asking yourself like why so an example would be we went through this where like okay daniel you started a sunglasses company why well i want to help facilitate people living life through a lens of gratitude why i want them to know that they have the choice to be able in any circumstance on how they respond why and then keep asking why and it gets down to the point where i want to help i want my dad not to still be here i want my you know for mental health and depression to to not be an issue and i want for my previous self the the younger daniel to be able to process that loss so if you keep asking why 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 you're able to drill down into what that really is yeah that's good man and i love this this concept of of looking at a life, choosing to look at life through that lens of gratitude, because it is, it is a choice. And it's a lot of it is our perception. You know, our perception is our perception. That's our reality. And if we can, you know, learn the tools that you're talking about, these resources to be able to understand that we can choose to look through that lens of gratitude, it's going to alter all aspects of our life. So I, I love that, man. You started with the sunglasses, but you guys got some other products and things coming out as well in the works. Definitely. Yep. So the next thing is a gratitude journal. So what the positive psychology study of 2005 found is that by writing three things you're grateful for, it will increase optimism by 15%, increase happiness by 10%, decrease depressive type symptoms by 30%, and increase your sweet sleep quality by 25%. So that's just by writing three things that you're grateful for each day. So we want to really help to facilitate that. And then then we'll do a number of different things, which part of it is actually inspired by something that you said in the morning when you say, legs hit the ground, feet hit the ground, feet hit the ground water, water I pound, is how do we get people to the table to actually write what they're grateful for? So a water bottle, having, having that, that'll be in, in the pipeline as well so that you have that reminder to go and write what you're grateful for or when you drink water each day that you can see okay maybe i need to switch the way that i'm looking at this so we continue to to have those reminders that's good man we call them triggers right it's like feet at the ground water i pound that's a trigger that that i've been able to instill and like when you put on the sunglasses like dude there's not a day they don't even have to be your sunglasses in all reality but when i grab my sunglasses i actually think of you and think of an attitude of gratitude right? So that's that's amazing. Yeah, absolutely, man. And the water bottle idea, I love it. And I don't, our coaching call last, I mean, it's it's so actually here. I always think that things are like so crazy that this happened, but it's not like everything is in, it happens for a reason. Our monthly theme 
throughout the month of March is we're talking about attitudes. So Steve, the assignment that we had, our champion reps, and I love your language, dude. You're, you're always talking about that champion you know, mindset or champion the story. Our reps this month or this week is waking up and writing three things that we're grateful for every single morning. I don't know if you saw that in the Slack channel, but people are writing all those three things down. So that's, that's what we're doing for the next seven days. So I know that was stemmed from, from you, man, and what you're doing here with the gratitude movement. So props to you. And it's so powerful because you can see the tangible difference that it makes when you do that, or even doing a practice like we did, we've done these at gratitude events where you just spend 15 or 30 seconds just saying what you're grateful for and then letting the other person go next. And then you go back and forth, you actually learn something about that person, but you can feel the tangible difference in the environment, in the way that you feel. And it's so powerful in that aspect. Yeah, absolutely is. And even doing that with like your your spouse or your loved one, because oftentimes, you know, my wife and I just kind of went back and forth of like things that we're grateful or, or happy for, what we appreciate about each other that we so often take for granted, right? Like my wife is just super structured. If I if I literally say something that I don't even, I don't mean for her to go do, like, oh, we need, I need more paper towels. Like paper towels are ordered before it even comes out of my mouth. Like that's just stuff that I love about her, but she doesn't know that or, or understand that I appreciate that unless I actually express it to her or write little love notes to her, you know, writing down things that you love. So I love it, man. And that's why I love this word of champion. So that's why it's we champion mental health through empowering products or through empowering sunglasses is because you're championing and lifting her up, but also lifting the other people up. So gratitude is, is more than just writing what I'm grateful for. What it is, is it can be utilized as a tool to, to lift other people up, to be able to show other people what you're grateful for about them or to give the gift that, that you may have in other people. Like you, when you go to Chipotle, you can lift them up. You can champion them through that. You know, So grateful for you guys' hard work and everything that you're doing. Or, or really just have that opportunity to have a real conversation. That's why one of our core values is go deep in conversation. So when someone compliments the sunglasses, they can talk about, oh yeah, it's a reminder that we have the choice to live life through a lens of gratitude. Oh, okay. Well, that's not how is the weather, right? You know, it's, right, right. it's a real conversation, but it's really an, an opportunity to champion other people and lift each other up because that's the human experience. Like that's what we are designed to do is be in community, but then also lift each other up, especially in times of need or, or times when we can see that other people are hurting, which in, in today's day and age is more people than we'd like to see. Yeah, man. Absolutely. It's so true. And that's, Again, why I just appreciate what you're doing, man, because right now the, the, the climate, the, just the world in general, it's like it's, we're struggling, dude. And the only people that are going to make a change, so many people talk about, oh, this needs to change or this needs to happen. And, and you know, they, they, they're more of like complainers or they're just sitting on the sidelines. And what I love what you're doing, brother, is that you're in the game and you're, you're doing this like with mission, with purpose. And that's why I'm just so grateful that you're a part of the King's Council tribe and that we get to do this and, you know, be a catalyst to what your big vision and mission is here. Because again, if we don't do it, nobody's going to do it. Right. And that's for any of the listeners right now. It's like, if you've got that vision and you're the back of your head, or you feel like you're prompted to do something like just do it. Right. What, what do you, what's the worst that can actually possibly happen? Yeah. And that's so good. And, and if it weren't for the environments that I was around, gratitude would still be an idea. I spoke it out at a 
it's like a connect group through awaken but it was business focused so it's a pathfinders connect sure and so everyone was sharing their ideas or their businesses they had started and i thought it was just people who were into business so i actually started a company previously but i was only doing the sales at the time so i spoke that idea out but because i spoke it out they then championed and were like that's amazing that's an awesome idea if i had never said that out loud at that time we may not have the sunglasses we may not have been able to make the impact that we have and really created this movement so it's like i took a chance and was vulnerable with an idea that you know we all can create different stories in our head but we, i mean god puts those ideas in our in us for a reason we we're made by design just continue to work it out and it doesn't it was not the way that it was when i first had the idea it was i'm going to put one foot in front of the other just keep right. going and keep going and then it just continued to form into what it is today and it's continuing it will it'll always be it's like us as humans we're always growing yeah but it doesn't need to be perfect the first time but I just need to be better than I was yesterday. That's good, Daniel. Yeah, that's it. I mean, our our thoughts become our words, you know, and by speaking it out become our actions. Our actions become the habits, and the habits are really what make a long-lasting change, and, and we can be that transformational change in this world. So that's awesome, brother. With action comes clarity, and that's what you're doing, man. Appreciate you. Where can people go to know more about gratitude or even just the movement? I know you've got um, your website and different things like that, but tell us about what you're doing and how our listeners can be a catalyst to to just further the movement, the mission that you're on. Beautiful. So our website's gratitudemovement.co. Our Instagram, we like to keep it consistent, is exactly the same, gratitudemovement.co. Uh, if you want to follow me, I'm Daniel D. Hack. And really just want to also honor you, Riley, and the impact that you have had in, in our friendship and also mentoring the difference that you've made in some of the connections and some of just the business strategies has been a catalyst. Like after our last leadership development day, introducing me to an amazing guy in marketing yeah. has really been a catalyst for change in my business and when in in gratitude in the movement and through business is how we make impact. Yeah. So that's why I like to call it uh, a movement brand is that be, by being able to have some of the strategies and tactics and different things that you've learned, you're now giving those. So I really wanted to honor you and the impact that you specifically, as well as King's Council has had on me personally, but also in the growth of the business. Oh man, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. I do appreciate that. I take that to heart because that's that's really the mission of that that we're on is to be able to like to spur that that you know I think all of us have these God given talents, gifts, ideas, visions. We just we don't have the fuel necessarily to get it up and going, and that's you know I think we are. I don't think I know we are creating a new economy within the King's Council, and it is this Christian economy where we're going to be able to just not only bless thousands and thousands and millions and millions of people, but that, that, that dollar that's going to pass from one, you know, gratitude business, King's council to gratitude, gratitude to whatever business it is. It's like, we're going to be making a transformational difference, a legacy style difference here with this new Christian, this kingdom economy that we're building within the King's council. And it starts with us. It absolutely starts with us. And again, I just appreciate you being on and being a part of this man, that the foundation of the King's council and we're going to for sure put your link in the show notes here. But again, gratitudemovement.co. Follow Daniel on Instagram and reach out to him. Let, let him know how 
you know, you're, you're teaming up with like athletic teams and, and, you know, other groups that could do like fundraisers and things like that, right? Is that a, a version of it? Well, that's separate, but I also help athletic teams raise money. But what we do is we utilize the sunglasses as something to be able to transition from helping them raise money kind of in the online space to having that conversation about the choice of gratitude and doing different things there. And then through that, I've actually started to speak at schools. Like I spoke at Santa Fe Christian, was able to, to share my story and, and how God really moved in that just to continue to be able to, to impact that next generation. That's great, man. So if anybody is looking for speakers, reach out to Daniel, get him on that stage, and he will absolutely leave an impact on the audience. So, and it, I obviously can't leave an episode without uh, throwing a plug for for the King's Council and, and the, the upper room, the leadership development day that we're diving into right now. We're going to spend the rest of the day diving into business and strategy and marketing. We actually have a branding expert coming in today, which I'm super stoked about. Yeah. So he actually did our branding. Morgan did? Morgan did. Oh, he's the one who created gratitude with the at symbol. So it's very clean. Yeah. But he's the one, he actually spoke at a conference and so when I started that conversation of branding, so he's, if you look at our logo and our branding that came from him. Oh, check that out then. This is one of the guest speakers that we have coming in today. So check it out. If it's of interest to you at all, text KING, K-I-N-G to 727-472-3860. That'll be in the show notes as well. But do yourselves a favor, reach out to Daniel, give him a follow and support the gratitude mission and really just living a life by looking through a lens of gratitude. Daniel, thanks for being on the show, brother. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the King's Council Podcast. For more information on the King's Council and becoming the CEO of your own life, visit kingscouncilcoaching.com today. You can also follow us on Instagram at kingscouncilcoaching. We'll see you next time.